going on, guys? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Episode 18, we're going to talk about Super Wildcard Weekend. How crazy that weekend was. We're going to preview some of the, all of the divisional games, uh, talk about some of the MLB hot stove moves, and little comparison, NFL players by position. Who would you rather start your franchise with? Yeah. Twitter. At Mac Sports. Instagram. At Immaculate Sports. TikTok. At Max Immaculate Sports. Immaculate Sports. Immaculate Sports. Right here with Brett and. Welcome back, Alex. Alex yeah. Hey, back. We can go back to an old saying saying, we got a full house here. We got a full house here tonight. It's going to be a great show. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to start off with our openers as we do every single week. Uh, mine was the Warriors last game against the Raptors, actually, and Stephen Curry's performance. Even though he shot 2 with 16, they still won the game. This doesn't happen often, and honestly, we didn't think this was going to happen at all this year. If Steph was was off, Warriors were going to be an automatic loss. But it didn't turn out that way. Draymond was hitting threes. Wiggins was shooting some shots. Uh, Oubre hit a three for once. Uh, Pascal played well. And Damian Lee off the bench also played really well. That's my opener. Very nice. Mine's going to be the Cleveland Browns winning their first playoff game since they were coached by Parcells and Belichick. That's pretty crazy. Uh, back in episode one or two, I think I said, I would be really disappointed if Cleveland didn't win a playoff game this year. And I'm glad they did it. I'm not a Browns fan at all. Don't really like them, but I'm glad I got this <laughs> prediction right. So <laughs> there we go. For me, I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm a 49ers fan. There's nothing we hate more than the Seahawks. And the Seahawks lost this week. Jared Goff coming in after John Walford was taken to the hospital. Took down the Seahawks. Russell Wilson looked like a fourth grader out there. Couldn't be happier with this result. And that's why they fired Shouty. Yep, he's yep. gone. Uh, the best thing I saw was yesterday. Devontae Smith's amazing performance out there in National Championship. Alabama smoked him. Good to see Ohio State lose. Yeah, broke his hand though. That's he tough. did. Yeah, his finger. The co- oh, his hand. hand. Okay, okay. No, not his hand. He just said his hand again. Finger. Yeah. Finger. It was his finger. Yeah. Finger. We'll see if yeah. he's ready for the combine. That guy is truly built different though. He's long yeah, he and like to the definition. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into some of our own team reports here. Not gonna be too long because I mean, none of us really did anything besides hirings or rumors of hirings. Let's go. Uh, the Raider report starts with. Gus Bradley being uh, hired as the new defensive coordinator for the Raiders after Paul Gunther's firing earlier in the season. Gus Bradley was most notably known for uh, creating really the Legion of Boom, or not creating it, but like developing it. He's really good at uh, developing defensive backs uh, as he was in San, not, not San Diego, Los, yeah. Angel- Los Angeles the last few years yeah. with the Chargers. Uh, they have a good safety over there, Derwin James. Hopefully he can turn Jonathan Abram or Damon Arnett into something. I think the Raiders would really need that. But besides that, we really really didn't do too much. We hired a uh, linebacker coach, safety coach, or, I mean, defensive backs coach yeah. instead. But, uh, yeah, pretty simple week for us. All right. Some big news out of the Meadowlands today. Robert Sala, as we speak, is on a plane back to New Jersey from the West Coast. Yeah. Going in for a second interview, he's a finalist for the head coaching job, and I couldn't be happier because I was going into this expecting Martindale or Marvin Lewis being hired, and being down to Robert Sala and Biennemi is great to hear. So I hope we hire this guy tonight. Don't let him walk out without a contract. Yeah, and if we have breaking news, we'll break it right here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. 
If from the 49ers camp, there's really not much to talk about besides that Robert Sala rumor. Sala, our defensive coordinator, will most definitely get a head coaching position this year. Whether it be with the Jets or with another team, doesn't really matter, but he will be gone. Our favorite to replace him is linebacker coach. Uh, don't remember his name. It'll probably be an in-house replacement. A uh, couple executive VP of operations getting interviewed for GM positions around the league. But other than that, not much to say. Yeah. Very nice. Pretty simple week for all of us. Let's get in there. Where's your head at? My head's right here, Kyle. This is the meat and bone of the, the podcast. We got all the divisional matchups to talk about. First off. We have the number one defense and number one offense going at it in Lambeau. Uh, I'm not sure which day this game is. It might be Saturday. It might be I think Sunday. It's Saturday. Yeah, yeah I think we did the two Saturdays first. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah. This is the first game of, the, of uh, the weekend. So we got Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. We got Aaron yeah. Donald versus uh, Aaron Rodgers and co. Yeah. It's going to be a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. But our headline is, do you, the Rams' defense have enough to stop this number one ranked Green Bay offense? Well, I think it will be a low-scoring game, but there's two big things the Rams have to get done to have a chance in this game. Number one is Cam Akers. you got to get him going. He was their entire offense last week, over 170 all-purpose yards. And number two is the red zone defense. you got to stop Devontae Adams. He had the most receiving touchdowns in the NFL because he's just a monster in the red zone. you got to hold him to field goals when you get down there. Yeah, lucky for the Rams, they probably have the guy who's best equipped to stop Devonta Adams in the whole league. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, the best corner in the whole league. I do think the Rams' defense is enough to stop this Packers' offense. The Rams' offense, on the other hand, is going to need to do more than it did last week. Cam Akers cannot be the only option. Hopefully a healthier Jared Goff this week. They're able to move the ball more through the air using Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higbee and all their other weapons. I'm. We'll talk about this later, but I have the Rams winning this game. Yeah, okay. So, uh, for the Rams to win, their defense has to show up. They got to put Aaron Rodgers on his butt, stop Devontae Adams, establish a run game. But it's going to be an ugly game for most of the game, but I feel like Rodgers is going to go through and dominate the fourth quarter, and they're going to win. Yeah, uh, I think the Packers are going to win this game, but I do think it's going to be close. The Rams are going to limit them for the first half or maybe maybe even three quarters. But you can't hold back Rodgers for that long. He's in a he's in breakout. He's gonna get some touchdowns. He's gonna find Devontae. He's gonna find Rob Tanyan. He's gonna find MBS. He's gonna find Aaron Jones. He's gonna find AJ Dillon. He, they got a whole bunch of guys over there. I like AJ Dillon. They yeah. they got a whole bunch. He, of He's guys. probably gonna be the starter next year. Yeah, gonna... once Jones leaves in free agency, once that he goes to the Jets. That's gonna be something to talk about in later weeks. But this game <laughs> is gonna be close. I'd assume probably mid twenties for each team. But I do have the Packers edging them out just by a few points. Mm-hmm. The other game on Saturday is a great AFC matchup, probably better than the other one. It's Ravens versus the Bills in Buffalo. Yep. There's so many headlines in this game. I couldn't choose one of them. It's Lamar versus Allen. It's, uh, two solid defenses going up against each other. Uh, one great passing offense and one great rushing offense. So we'll just get right to it. Yeah. Ravens or Bills? you got and why well Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale's defense has been amazing this year and Buffalo's offense is pretty one-dimensional meaning they're a vertical version of Tennessee's Henry attack and the Ravens defense has been great uh with taking away the number one option Uh, I think it's going to come down to Josh Allen's feet and Cole Beasley screens and I don't think it's going to be enough so I'm taking Baltimore we talked about you know the Bills not really having the rushing attack that the Ravens do 
But the past two years, there's been... I mean, Lamar Jackson's been the best rushing quarterback in the league. I don't think anyone's going to deny that. But the second, besides maybe Kyler Murray, who can throw in the mix, is Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, I believe, ran the ball around 15 times last week. Uh, He rushes for what seems like a touchdown a game. Around 60, 70 yards. He's a physical downhill runner. You don't see at quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary and uh, what's the other running back? Zach Moss. Zach Moss, who's not playing this week. Um, They haven't had the greatest year. Their running backs have not, you know, been the most dominant. But Josh Allen has been dominant at times in the rushing attack. And I think that's enough to balance out this Buffalo offense. And I think both defenses for both teams are great. But because of the passing and Josh Allen's legs, I'm going to take the Bills in this (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. It's going to be a really good game. Lamar Jackson, big trust, going up against (laughs) in in Buffalo against Bills Mafia. They're going to be riled up. The fans are going to be living. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game to watch because these are probably the two hottest teams in the league right now, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Baltimore's riding hot right now. Same as Buffalo. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Buffalo's going to prevail. Allen's going to have a... One of those clutch drives to seal off the win. Alright. This game is going to be very fun to watch. I think I'd expect to be high scoring. Even though both teams have solid defenses. They both have better offense uh, on both sides of the ball. Or, or for both teams at least. Uh, Skyler said that the Ravens take away their top option. And I think he, they're going to limit Stephon Diggs. But there's no way you can stop Stephon Diggs. He's going off right now. He's... Playing on another Earth right now, or another world. I would say Earth, uh, but he's been been really good. Well, yeah. I've watched. Well, I don't know. It might be in a never simulation. Uh, you never know, Elon. If you're listening yeah. to this, come contact us. We'd <laughs> love to have you on the show. But uh, that would be quite the interview. <laughs> that'd be quite fun. I don't know how I got to Elon Musk. Other <laughs> worlds. Uh, but yeah, I got Buffalo. I think Elon's gonna be rooting for Buffalo as well. I don't know why, but. Elon seems like a Buffalo fan. Yeah, he's, he's Bill Moff. Bill's Bill's Moff. Yeah. He fits right in he over there. He likes defying the odds. Yeah. But I'm going with the Bills. High scoring game. So, Chiefs got a first round bye. They get to play this week. We thought probably we were going to play the Ravens, but they're actually going to play the Browns after the Browns pull off the upset in Pittsburgh. So, like crazy first quarter, 28 uh, 0. Marquise Pouncey uh, somehow was also selected as <laughs> a Pro Bowler when uh, Rodney Hudson was not. Uh, we all know Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Still, I uh, would like to have the honors for the best center in the NFL, even though he doesn't get it very often. But anyways, we'll go to this week. What do the Browns have to do to actually take down the King Chiefs? Well, this game's going to be closer than expected, I believe. Cleveland's great at prolonging drives, thanks to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, two of the best running backs in the league. Um, their secondary needs to force turnovers. They've... Been better than expected, but still, you, you can't let all those receivers get open with time. I mean, it, it comes full circle, right? You need a pass rush, too. I guess that's where Miles Garrett comes in. But uh, they need to start off hot because this team is not built to come from behind. It's all about prolonging the drives, like I said, and they are not going to get it done. That's why I'm taking Kansas City. I think all of us are going to take Kansas City unless Alex decides to have a big brain moment. We'll, we'll see. Oh, baby. But the only way the Browns stay in this game is to get stops on Kansas City, and that's something just no one does. To to beat the Chiefs, you have to score with them. 
You have to get a couple timely stops, and I don't think the Browns have the pieces to create the turnovers or get the stops needed. Tyreek Hill is going to have a field day. I, I don't think the rushing attack will be there for KC, but I don't think they really need it. Mahomes and company is just, they're going to feast. I, the Browns aren't going to be able to keep up. The only way the Browns could win is Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are going to have to have good games, multiple touchdowns, and Baker's going to make some really big throws in the clutch. And oh boy. I think I don't trust Baker to be that. <laughs> yeah. If it comes down to Baker needing to make big throws, the Browns are screwed. Yeah. The Browns have other players back off the COVID list, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the coach is back. Yeah. Good to see. Stefanski. I think it's a closer game than it's going to be. and But I think KC pulls it out. Barely, though. There is a recipe to beat the Chiefs. It's very hard to do, but and you got to be perfect. You mess a single thing up, and they beat you by 40. But there is a recipe, and this is it. First off, you had to control the time of possession. Uh, one way you do that is by running the football, and the Browns have probably the best run, rushing attack in the NFL. Uh, and the Chiefs do not have – well, they have a solid run defense, but it's not great. So if you're able to move the ball, control time of possession, that's a good start over there. Secondly, uh, you just got to be able to play man coverage, and that's really hard to do against the Chiefs. Like we've seen in their, their two tough or – Worst games this year was against the Raiders and against the Falcons. What the Raiders and the Falcons did is that they sent uh, three or four, had a QB spy, and they played man coverage downfield. So I I don't know how the Ravens or, the, or Raiders or the Falcons did it because they both have really bad pass defenses. But pass rush got there that day. We saw Grady Jarrett have, have a big game uh, against the Chiefs when they played. So you got to be able to trust man coverage downfield, and usually this doesn't work. And I don't think it is going to work with the Browns because, I mean, their pass defense isn't the greatest. Uh, and I'm not saying that because of 500 pass yards from Big Ben last week. He threw the ball like 69 times or whatever yeah, 60, it was. And he went 45 for 69. Something crazy like that. He just was <laughs> slinging the ball all the time. Big Ben likes slinging things. Uh, well, not going to talk about that. <laughs> but, you know, Kyle, the thing is, like you said, man coverage. I just I don't trust Andrew Sandejo and Carl Yeah, Gilles that's, that's what I'm saying. I think Kyle's giving the formula, but I also think he's saying yeah. that the Browns aren't they're capable not, They're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. In another way, for the Chiefs to lose is they beat themselves. They do this thing where they, they just rely on Patrick Mahomes too much. Usually it's fine because, I mean, Mahomes is, like, closest to God there is in the football world. And so what they do is they tend to not. They go away from the run. First down, they set themselves up in a third and long sometimes if they have a couple incompletions. And because they think Mahomes can get them out of everything. I mean, he usually can. But that's what gets them behind and downs. And that's what leads to timely stops. We saw that happen in both those games. But I don't think the Browns are doing it. I think it's going to be a relatively close game. But Chiefs are still taking it home. And they're going to the AFC Championship. Our last divisional game is a fun one to talk about because it's Brady versus Breeze for the first time in the playoffs in their career against each other. Obviously, they've played in the playoffs multiple times uh, separately, not against each other. Uh, third time playing this year. Breeze is 2-0 this season against Brady. Or I should say Saints are 2-0 versus the Bucks because they're playing the whole team. Uh, how do you guys have this one going now? I had Tampa Bay winning the NFC, but after we saw last week, Brady can't do it all by himself. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans had multiple drops. I think it was 12 combined, and that's unacceptable, especially with Leonard Fournette at running back, uh, who actually played pretty well, yeah, by the way. He did. Just, you can't rely on that. 
type of thing. It's not 2015. Um, but the Saints got Kamara back. They're getting healthy. Michael Thomas played, you know, not horrible. but he, <laughs> he got a touchdown. There you go. But I, I'm taking New Orleans. They're going to win it three in a row against Brady. Go to the NFC Championship game. I think we've touched on this before. The best way to beat Brady is to get good pass rush after him, get him uncomfortable in the pocket. That's one thing the Saints have. They have an amazing pass rush. Trey Hendrickson, Cameron Jordan. Uh, I'm forgetting some of the other names. But they're able to get after the quarterback. Demario Davis on linebacker. Good play? I'm not sure, but I don't think it really matters. Davenport. Uh, Davenport. They, they, got lots of, they got lots of names up in that defensive line. Uh, the past two times, the Saints have handled business relatively easily. The last time being like a 30-point victory on prime time. They have the Bucks number, and this is the healthiest the Saints have been. They have Thomas, Kamara, and Breeze all playing. That's something we haven't seen a lot of this year. I think Breeze in the Saints' role in this one. I think Tom Brady's going to prevail, and they're going to win this game this weekend. How are they going to do it, Alex? Tell us. <laughs> Antonio Brown is going to have a game this weekend. Uh, Ronald Jones may come back. Alex Kappa is out for the game, though. Yeah. It's a big loss. Uh, they did shut down Chase Young in that ferocious Pashras they have in Washington. Brady Brady deal with them. What Ch- about De'Aaron Payne, though? De'Aaron Payne was pretty good. Chase Young was non-existent the whole game, pretty much. After he said, I wanted Tom. But I think <laughs> I think Brady's going to get it done this weekend because I'm a Brady supporter over here. You know, I do think Antonio Brown could turn the game around, but he had two targets last week. He scored they, one of them. they got to give him the ball more. Yeah. Uh, I think Brett said it. The the best you got to get you got to get pressure on both sides of the ball for both teams. It's uh, it's what Sean Payton said at halftime of their second matchup this year on Sunday Night Football. He said that uh, the winner of this game is going to get to the QB the most, and they said that they're doing a good job of it. Obviously, that game ended up being thirty-eight to three. Uh, so the the Saints have a single job here: just repeat what they did last time. But I don't think it's going to go as easy as that. I think Brady's going to have he's going to have a fire under him. I mean, he's six-time Super Bowl champion, so he's going to be he's going to be slinging it and going for uh, all that he can, trying to get number seven. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Hey, Nick uh, Saban got number seven. That's true, but <laughs> isn't there something like Brady and uh, Saban they, had, had their rings in the same year? I think the like last. I think they did once. I think the last one. I want to say they had it in the same year. I, I could be wrong on that, it, but there was a stat on that there like was, a, I a think couple it was years ago that existed. That the Patriots. Yeah. Had, Versus the Rams, that I think is that year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was broken, but I know for the longest time, like they like went on and off years, and they never had the same year. So exactly, but uh, yeah, Breeze is gonna win this matchup. Uh, It's gonna be Breeze last season. Hopefully, rides off in the sunset Uh, with Super Bowl victory. I don't think it's gonna happen though, because that would be sick though. Team in the AFC that talked about a few times in the Kansas City Chiefs, but I got New Orleans coming out with a victory in this one. I think that's gonna do it for the first half. Just gotta take us to. Let's go to halftime. Woo! When you prime, it's halftime. Welcome to halftime. All right, we're gonna start it off with the college football playoff championship recap. Last night, the Alabama Crimson Tide pretty much destroyed Ohio State 52 24, like I just said. Nick Saban got the seventh ring. Amazing. Man, Alabama's big three. Mac Jones, 464 yards. That's a championship record. Nope. Not just not just CP, C, 
FP, that's a BCS record too. Also five touchdowns. Najee Harris had, I think, about 120 total yards, two touchdowns. And Devontae Smith, 12 catches, 215, and three touchdowns. And one half. Najee had three touchdowns, I think. Because he had a receiving touchdown. Oh, a receiving touchdown? touchdown? Sorry. Well, he did three, have a receiving three three total touchdown. And Justin Fields had no help. His star running back, Trey Sermon, broke his collarbone on the second play of the game. It was just, he was doomed from the start, and it's sad to see. The the biggest takeaway I have from this whole championship, it wasn't the score, it wasn't Nick Saban's seventh, it was the fact that Saban and Sarkeesian kept Jalen Waddle out there on the field this game. The man, he could barely walk. I mean, they showed clips of him on the sideline. He didn't necessarily seem like he was in pain, but the discomfort he was in and just just seeing him like that just didn't sit right with me keeping him in that game. There's a lot more in that kid's future first round pick this upcoming draft almost guaranteed but if he somehow got injured by them keeping him out there that would have just it would have been heartbreaking for me to see yeah the thing with that is i think i think waddle like like he obviously no i'm like, sure i'm okay, sure but like he wants to play but alabama should have been like yeah. like at some it, point you got to protect bigger... him from himself i, I saw multiple yeah. darius leonard was tweeting about it a couple other nfl Everyone. stars there is so much more in that kid's future than that one yeah. game. Alabama, especially in the third quarter, when they yeah. showed the, they had a comfortable lead. They were they were doing good. Devonta Smith wasn't in at that point, which might have been a factor in keeping him out there. But they didn't need him. They, yeah. it, it just yeah. wasn't yeah. worth the risk. It was not I worth the risk. Played I think this was more Sarkeesian. He's moving on to Texas next year. He doesn't give yeah. a fuck if Jalen Waddles hurt for next year, right? I, I thought it was selfish on Alabama's coaching staff. Yeah, yeah it's fair. Yeah, I saw it's it's part of the Alabama culture. They're taught to win a championship. They that's all their mindset going into yeah. the year. I I understand that's, that, but there's so much more for him in his future. I, I like if I were him, I would have wanted to play. But at some point, that coaching staff has to look at what's going on on the sideline, the look that he's given when he's walking, and you, you got to make a move there. Yeah, I, I guess I, I feel like another way that Saban kind of like gets his guys to buy in is that like mm-hmm. this isn't about like a, a gateway to the NFL. This is about like winning now. We're here to win. And that's why he gets like his players buy in or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Honestly, haven't yeah. really had a conversation with Nick Saban, but I could see that being a yeah. talking point for him. But yeah. now it's time for Bryce Young and Brian Robinson. Hmm, yeah. Bryce Young. The new oh, boys. I, you know, Brian Robinson has a chance to give himself a real NFL case this year on his own as the lead back. Yeah. That guy is is wet. I can see him having a Josh Jacobs-type rise up to the first round. Uh-huh. It's also a Mechie's year, too. They're going with. And Billingsley as well. Yep. Anyways, it's a good day to see Ohio State lose. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, guys, Doug Peterson was fired. Uh, this one was a little shocking yeah. to me. Um, I think what this move means for the Eagles is that Jeffrey Lurie, the GM, is trying to separate himself from the Nate Sudfeld uh, debacle. And this also means that, you know, Doug Peterson was Carson Wentz's guy. This could mean Wentz isn't safe anymore. There's actually, like, rumors that say he's, like, opposite. I, I think it's the really? opposite. Right? I've heard with getting rid of Peterson, it allows the Eagles to hire someone who would want to keep Wentz, and okay. then they don't have to worry about that contract. They don't have to worry about the Jalen Hurts type situation. Okay. Well, that probably means they're getting fucking Marvin Lewis to coach the team then. <laughs> I thought it was a weird move just because of how late they did. I think it was yeah. the right move after yeah. everything that happened, but firing him this late and kind of getting a late start on the coaching candidates and the interviews, it's, yeah. it's an interesting move. Yeah. 
it, it's a move you got to make though. Like if if you're the GM and you don't fire a guy who's like pretty much like going out there purposely to lose that last game. Like even though he said that Nate Sudfield could get snaps, I mean, whether you said it or not, like it's not the right move there. Like Jalen Hurts is gonna give you a better shot to win, or, or even like like putting Carson. I'd rather put Carson Wentz in than yeah. Nate Sudfield, even to give him snaps. See if he's like, got anything. Yeah. I think Wentz would, but he's a healthy he, scratch. He's a healthy scratch. Yeah, he he dipped. He didn't show up. I don't. No, he was there. I, I think yeah. he basically said, "If I'm not the guy, I don't want to be there at all." Yeah. And he distanced himself from you know the Jalen Hurts, and then that that's what opened the opportunity for Nate Sudfield, which. I still don't understand. Hey, Carson Wentz is getting his bag, though. Yeah. You better respect that. <laughs> Another thing that got the bag was Nickelodeon. Let's go. <laughs> uh, broadcasting their first NFL game. <laughs> you just got swatted. In the Isaiah game. Hardenstein just blocked the crap out of someone. <laughs> oh, big old white dude. Getting back into what we were talking about. But NFL made its debut on Nickelodeon. Uh, I couldn't watch more than 10 minutes of this game. <laughs> yeah, too many. <laughs> the fact that I'm not a child and I couldn't, like, I... How you entertain children is you keep it high-paced, you keep it loud, you keep it action. You get Nate Burleson on there yelling! Nate Burleson, I, I yeah, lost interest when they started talking about what their favorite ice cream flavors were. I, yeah. I couldn't get past that. Yeah. They were talking about, like, vanilla and, like, cookies and cream. Like, I just want to watch the game. Yeah, you gotta man. keep yeah. Uh, kids interested, though, and I think they did a great job of that. Uh... <laughs> slime cannons and stuff and uh, yeah, Payne, Sponge, spongebob as the field goal net. yeah that, that's kind of cool uh they did give out a special award though they did yeah. they went to the losing team's quarterback <laughs> i think the, the voting got a little sabotaged a little bit nickelodeon valuable player uh, doesn't really make sense i feel like that doesn't like Man, go the nickelodeon like, most valuable player yeah but yeah. it's it just N- mvp that's it uh Mitchell. And it goes to Mitchell Trubisky. We saw Mahomes <laughs> get a Lombardi. We saw Watson get a national championship at Clemson. And we saw Mitchell Trubisky finally get his MVP. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This, guys, this, <laughs> not, this game sucked. All right? Yes. Uh, how I knew about this Mitch was getting the MVP stuff is because I stopped watching the game on my TV. I turned on the Big Cat stream. And I saw him like... You know what would make me feel better, guys? Let's get Mitch the MVP. Yeah, he did. I, I saw. I saw the other like finalists. It wasn't any other was big like names Hicks. either. Yeah, it was like guys you wouldn't really put into the MVP award for that game. Give it to Kamara. Like yeah. Kamara would have taken that gladly. I feel like he'd have been a perfect guy for that award. He's fun character. Mitch Trubisky threw one touchdown that game. That the. Final closing seconds. Which, by the way, hey, that, that was an amazing catch. Just, by the it, way, yeah. just ran out. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it ruined right ruined there. the spread too. People were betting on the spread. Well, no, it didn't okay. ruin the spread. It, it the oh, not over picking under. the not picking the, the, the point. kick. It, oh, that's what it was. Kick not kick kicking was. the extra point. <laughs> so guy freaked out on social media over that. That video was funny. A whole bunch of crazies going with that, and that's why you don't bet on sports because Mitch Trubisky. Well, I guess he, Mr. Bisky didn't ruin it, but... Yeah, don't bet on sports. But we'll tell you what to bet on later in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know We're if I'd listen to us, though. We're going to bets later on. But, uh, it's been pretty yeah, bad. Just... We're going on to the next thing. It's Taylor Hineke. Uh, Kind of just started out of nowhere for the Washington football team. Alex Smith was out with his calf injury. It was kind of, I wouldn't say, like, precautionary, but he it wasn't like hurting him, just range of motion, stuff like that. Wasn't able to really get the mobili- mobility that he needed to have to start. So they started Taylor Henneke. Who had great mobility. Yeah. yeah, he played actually really, really well. 
if he won this game, he would have been all over everything uh, over the weekend. It's he would have been the greatest player in Washington football team history. Uh, I wouldn't go that uh, far, year, but I mean, the one year, year of <laughs> that's yeah. true. But Football I mean, Taylor Henneke, he played great, over 300 passing yards, and also ran in for a touchdown. His rushing touchdown was crazy too. He like took off from the four yard line, bowl extension, going straight for the yeah. pylon, dived past two people, and uh, got in. That was yeah. a great, great play. Something I enjoyed watching for sure. I did too. You know, uh, we got some pretty big news today that I wasn't expecting for sure. Joe Burrow said he's going to start throwing, his rehab went great, and he's expected to be ready for week one, Let's which go, is baby. amazing because all of us just, you know, assumed it would take him two years to get ready because yeah. most quarterbacks in that it's situation a big injury. can't get ready that fast, but that's great. If I'm the Bengals, though, I'm approaching approaching this very cautiously. I mean, yeah. that's their next 10 to 15 years and that's one guy. That, Andy Dalton, man. I, I, <laughs> I hope he's I think he will be better than Andy Dalton, the, it's the, not the ginger. But you you can't rifle, you man. can't risk running him out there with the possibility of re-injury if he's not completely healthy. I'm preaching to the choir with the whole Jalen Waddle thing, kind of repeating what I'm saying. But Burrow even more so. You can't run him out there unless you're 100% sure he's healthy. Because if he gets hurt again, another big knee injury like that, it's potentially career-threatening. Another pretty big game we talked about today: Buffalo, Indianapolis. We might have saw Philip Rivers' last career game. It didn't end great. It wasn't even his fault either. Usually a Rivers playoff game ends with a bunch of picks. But no, this was on blanket chip, missing a field goal. <laughs> and um, what did they do? Go for it on fourth? Didn't get it? Go for they it. They went for it fourth shit. twice. They missed a field goal. Yeah, but they got built up by the refs goal. in the spot that should have yeah. been a fumble that wasn't. I think it was... Was it? I thought that was Zach pretty Haskell. clearly a Haskell, fumble. Yeah. I Haskell. thought it was like clearly yeah. a fumble too. I was hoping it was going to not be... Not be well, hiccups. <laughs> Not be ruled a fumble just for the sake of more football was, but I mean, it really didn't matter. Yeah, but uh, do you guys think Andy's going to keep Rivers? I think they'll keep him as long as he doesn't retire. I, I think it's more likely he retires and they just decide to get rid of him and bring someone else in. I think I, I do think they're a quarterback away, though, from being a legit Super Bowl yeah. contender. I think Rivers is good, but he's not the piece that will, like, a Deshaun Watson type piece that will get them to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are Andrew Luck away, per se. <sighs> yeah. yeah, we already did this. Yeah. We, <laughs> we said, what would happen if he was their quarterback? Sure. Check out last week, or the week before that. I think it was two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. want to see what we said on that. Uh, I don't think they're going to keep him. I mean, it's time to move on from old man Phillip, old man Rivers, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Get Philip back home and make babies more. Yeah, you got seven of them? So yeah, like nine yeah. or ten. I, actually, I met like six of them at the <laughs> Niners Chargers preseason oh. game. There were like ten shockingly blonde people in Ladanian Tomlinson jerseys all walking to the front row. Ladanian like, Tomlinson jerseys? Yeah. What, what if they were LT's sugar mama No, the, the mom had the river jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm... She better not have LT's jersey. Hey, <laughs> LT, yeah. Oh, Old yeah. Delonte West, LeBron James, actually. But anyways, they got Jacoby Brissett already on the team. They're probably going to sign or draft someone. I think they got a lot of money. Them. They, they have, have a lot, lot of money. They're in a very good spot. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, a team who uh, doesn't have money to pay their quarterback, Big Ben, <laughs> his player option is $41 million. Jeez. I'm going to say there's no way in hell he's coming back to Pittsburgh next year. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a place that they can send him. And I think at the point where he's at in his career, they kind of owe it to him. 
if he wants to stay, I think he stays. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing. I think the only way he's gone is that if he decides to retire on his own. But I could see them bringing a guy behind them like Sam Darnold or possibly do the draft to, you know, like uh, replace him in the future. But I think like, Ben uh, will be the next year. champion Mac Jones. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Yeah, I think it's time to hang up the cleats, Big Ben. You got blown out on national TV. It was close. All right. Not all his fault. Not his fault. Yeah. But they have no run game. That that's that's what they need to address the most. Just yeah, running back on offense. They just change. didn't have it running the ball that game, and they got off to a slow start. But I mean, yeah, loyalty should mean a lot in this case. If Ben wants to stay, he's gonna stay. If he doesn't want to stay, then just get him out. I, but I feel if he's not playing with the Steelers, he's gonna be retiring. So. Agreed. What I think, sorry. You go. What I think is going to happen is they're going to let Ben walk, they're going to let Juju walk, and they're going to try to rebuild a vertical offense through Chase Claypool. Brown going to get clapped next week. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Deshaun Watson's been in the news Uh, pretty much every day this week. Uh, Seems like he doesn't want to stay in Houston anymore. I wouldn't. Started off with uh, them not even giving the enemy an interview. Even though that was no, Watson, they, they are they, they did, did. Oh, they, they did, did. They did. No, yeah, it started. It started with the, the GM search. The GM yeah. search is what kind of started the domino effect. They, he asked, or they were, he was promised, I believe, like a say in the hires, yeah. whether it be GM or coach, and the hired a GM, GM without consulting mm-hmm. him. And I think something similar happened last year with uh, what's Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He broke a promise, and I think. Deshaun Watson just a little fed up. I'd look for him to be gone this year, and I'd also look for J.J. Watt to be gone this year as yeah. well. He already said he doesn't want to go through another rebuild. I mean, mm-hmm. where else are you guys think Watson's yeah. going to trade him? Well, I do think Watson will trade him. They're going to trade Watson? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this is the... Watson holds the leverage. Yeah. And it's kind of like an NBA contract situation. Watson holds the leverage. I think a lot of teams are willing to give up a lot to, te- to the Texans who need draft picks. I think that's mm-hmm. something that's not talked They need the draft picks that they'd get back in the Sean Watson trade. And I think this is like, this is a rare case where you actually might be able to even get three first-round picks. Oh, you, you see yeah. two for Khalil Mack, but, I mean, a top quarterback in the league in Deshaun Watson. J.J. Watt, too. I don't think there'll be a package. Yeah, that's, that's too much that's money. too much money. But, uh, yeah, I could see three first-rounders or a young QB and two first-rounders, perhaps what Miami might yeah, do. Yeah, that was the trade. But uh, I, I could see him going to New England as well. I know Skyler doesn't want to see that. I know he doesn't want to see him in uh, Miami either, but... <laughs> I think one of the two is probably going to happen. I'd that, love to see him in that high, uh, that high asking price is the reason why he won't be traded this year. Um, I think there's a good chance he opts out and doesn't play. I think there's a chance he gets traded in the future. But I think this year, it's just it's just not going to happen. I don't see his price going down, though. Yeah. I, 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 he's he barely even entered his prime. I don't see that price he's going down. Prime, yeah, that's what, like, his third year, he's... He's a top five quarterback already, or borderline top five. Yeah, I'd say top five. You know, what I'm thinking is the amount of bridge quarterbacks that are going to be used the next three years. I don't think the asking. I mean, supply and demand. You know, I mean, it's how many teams are willing to do that type of trade? A lot. I think a lot. I of yeah, I think if you see a guy like Deshaun Watson out there and you're a quarterback away, like they're not the trading them in their division. I, I know, I'm just giving it like, a team like the Colts, a team like Miami who could package Tua, who didn't seem like he's like 
going to be the best. That guy. I think a lot of... You could always make the argument that you could build around a lesser guy and have more money to spend on his weapons. Yeah, but the thing is that you look at, like, uh-huh. just the quarterbacks on the teams. Hey, look, look what Tennessee did. Yeah, but look at previous... Ryan Tannehill's been amazing, though. They, yeah, Tannehill... It's not, it's not like Tannehill... built it around... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's allowed Tannehill to be great. Yeah, he, like, he's been a, he's a Pro Bowler this year. And look at the QBs that have won two bowls. Like it's last few years, even it's Brady, it's a uh, Breeze, like Rodgers, exception, uh, but kinda... uh, Mahomes, like Trent Dilfer, Hoffstetler. <laughs> it's a different that, era. It's a passing. It's a it's, passing it's league. It's rare occasions finding guys like that now nowadays. So. <laughs> and even Nick Foles at that that time, like was was super good. And yeah. They're gonna have to sign their weapons, but they don't sign Wolf Fuller. They he's can't. gone. They can't. He's they're, gone. They're, they're native money. They they are going to be horrible next year. Yeah, they're own sixteen candidate. Fuller's yeah. gone for a couple years, Boston's honestly gone. too. Well, I mean, speaking of the Titans, we saw Derrick Henry get absolutely shut down by Baltimore, and he didn't play the last offensive drive of the game. We saw him snapping back at Brable a little bit. Uh, is this something we should be worried about? No. No. I, yeah. What are they? What are they going to do with them? Yeah. Oh, you got two thousand rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. You are the only reason why our offense is good. I mean, and AJ Brown. He would and be the good. one guy to have the right to snap back at his coach, right? I don't think anyone necessarily has the right to snap back. I didn't even see this like headline on Twitter. This is this is something you brought up. To. I I didn't see it. If it's not being brought up, I don't think it's a big enough deal to be necessarily brought up. I don't think Henry's going anywhere. It, DK, yeah. DK's meltdown was a little different. Yeah. I saw that all over social media, and I, DK's a baby. You know what else is right now? Kyrie Irving not showing up to any of his games right now, too. Yeah. Four straight in a row. He's just off. And now he's not opting out. He's, uh, he's going to birthday parties. He's, he's putting the family <laughs> first. You know, you got to respect I, it. Yeah. No, I don't Religious. respect that at all. I mean, you're getting paid, what, $50 million it's, uh, if you're four here? four years, $140 million. Whatever it is, it's a whole bunch of money. And he's, I mean, he's not... Playing, it's one of the best players in the league. We talked about it last week, though. I I think he's the reason that the Nets might have chemistry issues. Exactly, it's a problem. Yeah, I have a little shout out for uh, our boy Kyle. He was all over Twitter for Super Wildcard Weekend, interacting with everybody all week. So if you haven't yet followed, give it a follow at a Max Sports. Hit the notification bell. I know you guys follow button first. (laughs) Even the guys who follow. Like all the tweets, retweet all the tweets. Like the video. All of them. Spam yeah. it. Come on. If you like the tweet, <laughs> like the like tweet. tweet. You know like the tweet. tweet. Like the tweet. And know the tweet pops up on your phone. Just hit the like button. Yeah. All right? Like, I, I have a little thumb for us. Hockey season starting this week. Uh, I, I don't know if a lot of our listeners, the, the few of you out there, even Woo! follow hockey. Let's go. I shout out Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon doesn't Brandon listen. Brandon doesn't listen. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to 100% Brandon. 100% USA. Canadian point guard. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> but <laughs> the, there's a little bit of news out of the San Jose Sharks camp, my, my team, as I'm currently our wearing. Team. Our teams, excuse Maybe me. Maybe not. As I'm, currently, no. as I'm currently Jordan wearing his group. jersey, Evander Kane filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy yesterday and is currently $27 million in debt. Uh, sources cited him as a gambler and possibly, you know, getting with the ladies. Uh, spends a lot of his off-season in Vegas. Just had a kid six months ago. Oh, but not just getting with the ladies. Yeah. He's buying the yeah, ladies. Yeah, buying the ladies. That's yeah. possible, you know, money problems indicate. But Matt signed a seven-year, $49 million deal two years ago. and It's all gone. It, it's gone. He has no money. And 
I, I don't really know what to say about this, but I'm disappointed in him. He's my favorite player in the NHL. Uh, hopefully he has a good season because he might need another extension to pay off that debt. Probably your favorite person in debt as well, I'd assume. I'd assume he is my, <laughs> I'd assume he is my favorite person in debt. I, that's, you yeah. Kane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's, that's a good headline. <laughs> We're going to go back to uh, one more little I'm going to be hot stove moment happened this weekend. And a little, little. Just a little one. Big one. Yeah. Don't take it away, Kyle. All right. So we got the Mets, we got the Indians. As uh, I don't think. Oh, I'm really. sorry, we can't say that anymore. Uh, we got Spider, the we team can. that plays in Cleveland. That's red, blue. Uh, plays a progressive field. Uh, uh, lost championship field. a couple they years ago. They blew a one lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, haven't won a World Series in over like 50 years. Where you know who we're talking about? We're talking about the Cleveland Spiders. Yeah. P- Cleveland baseball team. One of those like Cleveland POCs. <laughs> uh, but. Anyways, we're going to get to it. Uh, they traded away their franchise, Francisco Lindor, Mr. Smile, and Carlos Carrasco over to the New York Mets uh, for Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, uh, and some other prospects. But we have a stacked NL right now. We All thought right. we have the Padres, we have the Dodgers. I mean, Central really doesn't have anything going for them. Cardinals are solid. Uh, Reds are another team that could be solid. But usually never pan out. Does this trade for Lindor though make the Mets legitimate contenders? Yeah, they're let's start it off. They're legitimate contenders for the East for sure. I mean, their middle infield has been a little suspect ever since Jose Reyes left for Miami. But I think the big picture from this trade right now is Carlos Carrasco. He's nothing crazy, but a consistent pitcher who is throughout his entire career has been under three and a half runs. Per nine innings, uh, that's going to be huge. Yeah. They can solidify themselves as a maybe even top five rotation in the MLB. I think the rotation definitely gets a bolster, and obviously their lineup gets a bolster with Francisco Lindor, who's arguably the best shortstop in the league. But I don't even think they're the best team in that division. I think the Atlanta Braves, who mm-hmm. were what, a game away from yeah. Yeah. The, World the World Series last year, people don't talk about them enough with the mm-hmm. Dodgers and the Padres. The Braves haven't lost anything really this offseason. That's true. The thing is, though, I don't think the Mets are done. I don't either. Yeah, I, think, I think they might add Spring. a George Springer or um, Chris Bryant. Like another name. Chris but Bryant. I still think they're probably one or two pieces away from competing with the Braves. And I think the Braves are probably a piece or two from competing with the Padres or the Dodgers. Yeah, that's true. So I, I'd, I'd put them in that probably that fourth or fifth spot in the National League. So not quite contenders yet. I think they're contenders. Syndergaard's going to come back. DeGrom's going to be as dominant as mm-hmm. ever. And Lindor's going to hit some bombs. New York, they're going to bring in Springer, I think. And they're going to bring in Chris Bryant. And they're going to... I don't think they can bring in both. They're not the one. I think Springer is the more likely candidate. Yeah, Springer's but the Cubs are going to go full reboot soon, too. So maybe Chris Bryant on the move. Chris Bryant perhaps going somewhere else, though. Yeah. I'm thinking that. I don't Angels. Think he's here on there. Yeah. Also, Nolan Arenado, another guy that could be on the move. Baseball is low key turning into basketball right now. It just is. trading your stars away. Uh, like, while they're still in like, contracts, I don't, I don't know. It's or just losing them to free agency like the A's did. Yeah, we did lose uh, Liam Hendricks to the White Sox. Team in the AL. That is a dark horse for the pennant. Hopefully, you guys can hear that train. Oh, yeah. It's train season. Yeah, it's, it's train, 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 train season. season. The trains are out right now. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> out and about. 
Yeah. Hey, one more note about uh, the Mets, though, before we move on. Uh, I went to City Field the summer of 2013. Oh, I was, was also by far City the Field, nicest. like 2012, 20 at oh, uh, Cooperstown. Oh, so wow. very nice field. You're right. Oh yeah, that, that's by far yeah. the nicest field I've been to. Yeah, yeah and that nah, means so pretty. much for how your team is playing, because uh, A's have 97 wins while playing at a dumpster. Literally a dumpster. A dumpster. Yeah. The, yeah. Concrete, concrete jungle, jungle. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the real concrete jungle not new york uh where dreams are made of it's the odako coliseum mm-hmm. but uh yeah we kind of got a little bit off the topic there we went off on a tangent we're gonna get back on the line and we're gonna talk about would you rather have uh blank or blank uh starting franchise you know you get to pick one of these guys uh and we're just gonna go through who we have so first off Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen, two great quarterbacks. One of them led the league in passing this year. Another of them is uh, leading his team to a divisional berth right now. Well, I'm going to have to take Deshaun Watson in this one just because he's been doing it since 2016. We have more film. Josh Allen kind of came out of nowhere this year. I'm not saying he's a one-year wonder, but just for that mystery reason, I'm going to go with Watson. I'm also going to take Deshaun Watson. I think if you put Deshaun Watson on the Bills, I think the Bills are a better team than the Chiefs. I think the Bills become the best team. Um, Deshaun Watson, like Scott said, has been doing it for four years consistently. Allen, yes, he's been doing it for one year. I think he continues to be good and yeah. continues to improve. But I think Watson's just just a little bit a step ahead. Yeah, I'm going to take Deshaun Watson as well. Heck, if you watch the Houston Texans play all season, the he carry that receiving core out of nobody kiki kuti and he made some <laughs> he made some random he made some random guys look really good out there chad anson former jet yep yeah, just random guys and heck last players. year they were they were up on the chiefs and then blew the lead away too so every team was up on the chiefs last year they blew it yeah i mean I'm not gonna go into names, but uh, everybody was up against. Hey, <laughs> I was looking at my phone. That was that was not cool. I'm going with Josh Allen for this oh, one. Ooh. Nobody else is saying it. Uh, I know Watson is mobile, but I like that downhill factor. <laughs> <laughs> KCP just completely missed, <laughs> boat, missed the dunk. He just <laughs> just That's the second missed dunk of this game. John Wall game also so garbage, missed one. But, uh, We're watching Lakers Rockets, by the way. Sorry, yeah, it's for not the close. It's like, like a thirty-point game in the third quarter. But I'm going with Josh Allen. Uh, I think he's. We're just getting the tip of the iceberg right now. We're just really just, just like Tony Romo said. Oh God, getting into it. I think Allen still has a whole bunch of. Uh, he's got a whole bunch more talent to to show. And for Watson, I feel like we've seen most of it. I'm not saying that Watson isn't good. I think he's an elite quarterback. But I think we've already seen the best of Watson. I don't know if we're going to see uh, too much better than from from Watson this year. I think his numbers could be better, but I don't know, right. talent-wise. But I, mean, Josh Allen, I don't think you can go wrong with either. I, I would take Josh good. Allen to win more MVPs the rest of their careers. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Okay. We'll see. It depends. Well, it kind of depends where Watson goes. Yeah, if he's trapped in Houston his whole career, it's going to be like a Matthew Stafford situation where... Cool. He's generally just looked at as good, but his record's so bad, yeah, and his team's so terrible that kind of just taints his career. Uh, but on to the next one, we're doing a little running back one. Couple of rookies that were top of the class in rushing. It's Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson. We all thought maybe Ceh J.K. Dobbins would be uh, two best running backs from this. I still rock with DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre I like Swift's DeAndre Swift. Guy. 
But uh, Jonathan Taylor or James Robinson? I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I really like James Robinson, but something that Taylor has, and he doesn't, is that second year. To just take over a game, run past anyone. doesn't matter. could be the Jamal Adams running back. I guess that's a bad example. He kind of choked this week, but you could have the best safety in the league. You could trust Jonathan Taylor, boost back him with that second year. For me, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor just for the simple fact that I have really not seen any film on James Robinson. I don't know how to evaluate him properly. I've seen the film on Taylor, electric speed, able to get into that second year, burn past secondary members, and I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me, it's just hard for me to judge Robinson, so I'll take Taylor. Yeah, I'm gonna take Taylor as well. I've seen us him destroy our defense. Yeah, <laughs> he's an athletic freak. Uh, I haven't seen much of Robinson as well. I've seen little Jags games this season, and I'm gonna take Taylor as well. He's too. a short. Short? Shorter, yeah. stockier receiving. I think what he did yeah. was very impressive, especially yeah. with that offensive line, because the Colts have the better offensive line. Being undrafted, but, too, as well. Yeah. I'm going another direction yeah, another time. Okay. I'm going with James Robinson. Uh, he's one yeah. of my favorite backs in the league. Downhill runner. It's fun to watch. Uh, in Jacksonville, obviously wasn't watched too much at all. I think he had one primetime game in like week two or yeah. week three, and he showed out on that game. He had two touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, leaving them, they won that game. Wait, no, they lost. No, they lost. We watched that Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. I, I did. Or, I, I, was, I was in my front room. I remember I that know. game. I but uh, yeah, I, I'm taking James Robinson. Also, another factor in this is that if I'm picking somebody for my franchise. I think Taylor's gonna have a shorter career. I think Taylor, uh, obviously, one of the most, one of the best college backs of all time. Uh, so many carries, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been too much of a workhorse for me to have, to take him. I think he might have a short career, uh, maybe even like six to eight years. I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. With Robinson, I see a little bit more longevity. Obviously, I mean, you just don't look for running backs for an eight-year span. Yeah. Uh, usually, it's like two to three-year basis thing, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going for Robinson. He's fun to watch. And I think if he was in a different spot than Jacksonville, he'd be on everybody's radar for one of the best backs in the league. Yeah. Uh, sure. This, this next one's a fun one. Uh, they're not running backs, but they can line up there. They're wide receivers, though. This is Curtis Samuel and Debo Samuel. One of them being wide receiver for the Panthers and another one for the San Francisco, Santa Clara. Arizona. Wendell. Yeah, this one's pretty close. Um, I think... Samuel, sorry, they're both Samuel. They're both Samuel. <laughs> I think Curtis Samuel is uh, a little more polished than Debo route running wise, but you know they're both Swiss Army knives. But I'm gonna take Debo on that rookie contract because Curtis is uh, a free agent this is year. A free agent this yeah. year. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too much into like the contracts or like longevity. I, I'm gonna go with who I think is the better player. I think Debo's slightly better maybe a little bit of bias on that take as i am a 49er fan but Debo is one of the most physical wide receivers i've ever seen he'll run people over and you don't really see that out of wide receivers niners use them all over jet sweeps running back crossing patterns he's not the best deep route runner which i think is a big knock on him something curtis samuel definitely does better but overall i think Debo is just and it might just be because it's kyle shannon's offense but he's really a focal point on the of that offense when he's healthy so i'm gonna take Debo. Yeah, I'm going to take Debo as well. He's pretty big and physical, like Brett just said. Uh, yo! <laughs> he's a... He's a, he's, a he's, he's a small buff receiver. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. These adjectives, man. And plus, anybody from Ohio State, I'm not going to take... 
So Debo Samuel. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going with Curtis Samuel. Uh, I think both <laughs> of these guys though are X factors in offense. If you don't prepare for them fully, they're gonna burn you. Uh, not directly, just burning you over the top, but they're gonna burn you underneath and jet right past you or truck right past you in the case of uh, Debo. But I think Curtis has got a little bit more polished, uh, a little bit better all around. Debo has his things that he's great at, like. In between tackles, I think he's great. And also behind the line of scrimmage, I think he's very good. But uh, as far as total, I'm going with Curtis Samuel. Uh, a factor I think worth mentioning, and even though it goes against my points, Curtis Samuel has been able to stay healthier yeah, throughout true. his career. Yeah, but that's also kind of what happens. So the physical guys, yeah. they, they get banged up more, which makes sense because you're running into more people. But let's go to another wide receiver uh, or two wide receivers. One of them being a rookie, one of them in their second year. Uh, probably the two best wide receivers of their class. No, I'd say the right right around Arguably, there. arguably, yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I just I, I, I okay. Uh, I'll tell you after. Already Go two ahead. of the best vertical uh <laughs> player or wide receivers in the NFL. This is Justin Jefferson or DK Metcalf. Yeah, the point was uh I wasn't trying to trash you. I just said AJ Brown is wide receiver one from that class. So I'm sorry, Cal. But I'm taking Justin Jefferson because he's not a bitch and. <laughs> Respect. I I don't like the Seahawks. I would do anything to pick against Seahawks, so I'm going to do that again. Justin Jefferson, I, I've talked about this with Alex multiple times, and we've argued over who's better, DK Metcalf or Taylor Lockett, <laughs> and I've always taken Lockett because I thought he was a little more refined overall in his game. Yeah. I think Justin Jefferson is an amazing route runner, first and foremost. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that translates to short, intermediate, and long route. DK is a little more one-dimensional than Justin Jefferson is. And he also has the advantage of having Russell Wilson, who's the best deep ball thrower in the whole league. So in the I'm, first half of the season. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. looked like a fourth grader, like I <laughs> said, last seven. week. But yeah. Justin Jefferson had Kirk Cousins, and I think if we're going to make that comparison, I'll yeah. take Russell Wilson <laughs> over Kirk Cousins every time. Justin Jefferson's special route runner, so I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm going to take J-Jets. Oh. Uh, me and Skyler had this talk for the draft last season, I was very high on Justin Jefferson. I was like, why isn't the guy getting drafted when he originally yeah. was? Because he wasn't the fastest yeah. Yeah. or the tallest or the strongest. But, he but bo- He's silky. But he balled out this season, and that's great to see because he is a special piece for the Vikings' future. I'm a big fan of Jettas. That's why I'm picking him here. Hey, on my fantasy team. I picked him. I hate None DK. of you guys did that. I picked him in fantasy. Uh, Stuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Did anyone draft Jalen Rieger in our league? Uh, no, uh, Jalen Rieger was never. That's good. Uh, yeah, Jets. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, uh, one of my favorite wide receivers in the league already. I'm picking him here. Uh, Brett said it. I think I think he said that DK is a little bit more one-dimensional. I think that's you. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, if you're looking for a franchise wide receiver, uh, you got to have somebody that can run the route tree. You can't just have guys that, that have a long or – uh, big rack guys like DK is. I'm going <laughs> Jefferson. Uh, just said he can run the whole route tree. Uh, obviously, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, not the same person. I think Jed is already a more polished wide receiver. I'm taking him for sure. We're going to the other side of the ball. These two corners can definitely match up quite well against these these, yeah. wide, these wide receivers. We saw one of them, or we saw both these guys. Let's see. Jed has played Jair Alexander mm-hmm. twice. We saw DK play Jalen Ramsey three times. Uh, I don't know how Rams, how uh, Jefferson did against uh, Alexander though. I know. I think Alexander was matched up on a uh, Thielen. 
Probably true. They, but I also know one of them was week one too, and yeah. Jefferson wasn't used too much in week one. He's just a deep ball guy. But we're talking about Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander. Yeah, the two best corners in the NFL. Skyler, I'm taking Jalen Ramsey. He was shut down all year. We saw the stat. Most people did. He what gave up three catches to DK in three games. Mm-hmm. That's Darrell Revis numbers right there. Back in 2009. Very serious. And Jair had a questionable year he put it together a little better at the end of the year but still uh i wouldn't consider him in that top tier for, for th- i i definitely consider jay alexander top tier corner but for the past like three or four years i've been saying jalen ramsey's the best cornerback in the whole national football league i wanted the niners to acquire him when he was on the trade block what was that two years ago i think he's and a special yeah i think he's a special talent i i just don't see another cornerback out there who's as good as him, as good as locking down number one receivers, so I'm going to take Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I would take Jalen Ramsey as well. He's locked down cornerback and a stud on the field. He's going to dominate this weekend. Is he a stud off the field, though? Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> he, he was a diva. He got himself out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, but I mean, a lot of Man, people well, every, everyone else did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going with Ramsey here as well. I think these are the best two corners in the NFL. I'm going to ask Skyler his opinion on that after this because I'm curious. He gave me a weird look for what I said. Uh, I'm going with Jalen Ramsey in this one. Uh, Ramsey is just more lockdown. Uh, Jair, on the other hand, is also extremely good. Uh, same type of cornerback, lockdown. They're not going to – like Xavier Howard's a guy that's going to get you to target him, but he's got just great ball skills that he's able to make interceptions and stuff happen. These guys are corners that don't have – like, you just don't target them. Yeah, they you, don't even get looked The up. game plan is you look the other side of the field. It's that simple. And uh, that's why you got to have a second option to beat them. Uh, we saw Jair Alexander completely shut down Calvin Ridley this year on a, I think it was a Monday night matchup. Calvin Ridley had zero receptions. It's one of the big, like, fantasy, like, bust weeks, too, because I saw multiple people be done, like, a, less than a point with Calvin Ridley left in, on Monday night, and he had zero receptions that game, so... Yeah, I'm going Ramsey 1, Alexander 2. Skyler, who do you have at number 2, Doc? Bryce Hall. Shut Jeff up. Rounder from Virginia. Oh, yeah. Mark Jackson, too, right? Lockdown. Yeah. Quarter. That gets burnt. Uh, and Moss. Further, who's your, who's your number 2 behind Ramsey? Mark Jackson. Yeah. No. Mark, bless Mark Jackson's a running back. <laughs> who's your number 2? You, you gave me the look when like oh I'm very curious as well. Yeah, she's like whoa. I don't put someone in front of those two. Probably Denzel Ward. Okay. What about Trey Tre'Davious White? White's right there. Trey White's up there. White's I think Gilmore's team. falling down a little bit. I think, yeah, I think, he, I think he showed a little age this year. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Is expected. Jason Barrett. It's hard yeah. to be. It's hard. Very what about hard one of those uh, longevity in a. Would you take a Humphrey over Alexander? Humphrey, yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. You take Marlon Humphrey? Yes. Eight force fumbles this year? Ah. What about Xavier Howard? Xavier Howard, no. No. Ball skills, yeah, but non coverage. I'm taking Alexander. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Alexander. But, I mean, okay, fair point. How is, how is Marlon Humphrey getting those eight force fumbles? People are getting the ball. All right. Well, maybe he's in a deep third in a cover two. Or maybe he's not. What, Lattimore? Would you have Lattimore up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate Lattimore. But I, I, I do not think Lattimore is that good. He's not that good. He fell off over his rookie season. But let's go to our next one. Two pass rushers. They play in the same division. They matched up on Sunday. Yeah. Miles Garrett or TJ Watt? I'm going to take TJ Watt because uh, 
He's great in coverage, too. He had seven deflections this year. Bam. Deep boy. I, I, I do love TJ Watt. He is going to be the defensive player of the year. If they haven't already named him, I no, don't know if that. But I'm going to take Miles Garrett. I just think he's a freak of an athlete. Dude's like 6'5", just absolutely massive. And he killed Trevor Simeon. He did kill Trevor Simeon, and he's, waxing people, and he's waxing people with helmets, but I'm going to look past that. If I'm starting a franchise, I want Miles Garrett on my team, top five edge rusher. TJ Watt, special, great in coverage, probably mostly deflection at the line, I would assume, tip passes. It's a little bit of both, actually. Okay. Yeah, surprise, yeah. Okay, so I'll give him credit there, but I'm still going to take Miles Garrett. I'm taking Miles Garrett based off the fact that he's a one-man wrecking crew. TJ Watt has some help around him, per se. Yeah, agreed. What about and Olivier Vernon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about Taki Taki, Skyler? It's the only Taki Taki player in coverage. You can rush the quarterback. Well, Mac Wilson, Skyler. A lot of people can rush the quarterback. <laughs> I, can rush the, I can rush the quarterback. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to be good at it. You're getting there. <laughs> but yeah, besides the fact that they, re- they met up for it, though. Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Besides those two incidents. Miles Garrett's a freaking beast. And he's going he's to have a game this weekend. He's going to sack Mahomes once. Once, wow. Take him down. Yeah, Big I'm, game. Take him down, baby. I'm going with Miles Garrett here. And you know why? Because of his ankle mobility. <laughs> you see people. Yeah, I think it's Collinsworth on uh, yeah, Sunday yeah, night. He goes, Look at that. He went three yards with the ankle right now. No, it, he was comparing him. I forget who it was that made the who said it, but they said that Miles Garrett is so good because of his ankle mobility. I did not hear that. Which is it's a weird thing, the term I've never heard before, but I guess it's like Turning the corner, basically, I guess is an easier way to say it, or a getting more, off the edge, more yeah. intellectual way to say it than ankle mobility. Because I, I don't know how big of a thing that is. I mean, Dak's got some pretty good ankle mobility. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, no, no, <laughs> sorry, no. God. Damn it. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna go yeah. We're gonna go to some some other pass rushers. Uh, second overall picks in back-to-back drafts. It's Nick Bosa or Chase Young. Skyler? I'm going to go with Chase Young. He was the most dominant player in college last year. Best player in his draft class. This isn't a knock on Brett. I really like Nick Bosa, too. I love Brett. But... <laughs> he loves me, Skyler. I love Nick oh, more than Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously going to take Nick Bosa. I'm a Niner fan, obviously. But I, I legitimately think Nick Bosa... Is better than Chase Young. Bosa does have a little bit concerns about injury history, whether it be in college or this year, where he tore his ACL on that beautiful Jets turf or grass, whatever you guys have. But if you look at if you look at the if you look at the stats from the rookie years, Bosa played less games, had more pressures, hurries, hurries, sacks. <laughs> Shut up! I'm I'm trying to get my point across here, but. Bosa is a difference maker. Granted, he had to force Buckner on that line. Granted, there's Eric Armstead. Which <laughs> D4, D4. D4, D4 did play that year. Oh, that was our Super Bowl run year. Yeah. But if you look, and both, you can make the argument for both these guys. The football team went from being what, a two-win team last year to a seven-win Probably team. should have won more games. but Arguably, but they made the playoffs, which, you know, good for them. Still not a great team, in my opinion. But the Niners went from a three-win team to a Super Bowl appearance. I don't think that's just... It's not just because of Nick Bosa, but that defense led by Nick Bosa, who was our best defensive player besides Fred Warner, was the main reason we got there. And I think he's yeah. a difference maker. He People were giving him MVP nods at the beginning of this year, and you don't see that out of defensive players besides Aaron Donald. 
Like, I, I just think he's special. I think both players are very special, but I'll take Bosa. Chase Young is going to dominate the MC East for a while. As much as I hate Ohio State, and these two Ohio State They're guys. They're both Ohio State, yeah. so pick <laughs> your poison. I'm going to take Chase Young because without him... They're screwed. <laughs> well, I mean, but without Nick Bosa and Niners, they're screwed. Look what we do without Nick Bosa this year. Both teams have a really good defensive line. Probably two of the best defensive lines in the MC, in my opinion, when yeah. healthy. And the whole NFL. Whole NFL, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, They're one of the. Max Crosby. Washington has not missed or any of their four. Jonathan Hankins. Jordan Jenkins. <laughs> John Art- Franklin Myers. Arden Key. Okay. Cleveland no. Farrell and Mekhi Beckton. Oh, yeah. I'll take Becton <laughs> in the future. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take Chase Young. He's a freak of nature. And yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, uh, can I tie? Like, <laughs> that, Yeah, they're both. They're very, very similar. Crazy. But also, like, the injury point, too. Like, I saw, like, Chase Young got hurt last year. Like, he, he got hurt and, and missed most of the year last year. So, I'd say, like, they're pretty even as far he as that got, goes. He got, he got hurt, sorry. He got hurt in the wild card game, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, was, I think it was like a ticking. It was like an ankle roll. Yeah, it wasn't like anything big. But, yeah, I, I can't pick. I think they're, like, honestly very, very similar. I think if uh, Chase Young was in Nick Bosa's spot last year, I think we would have been saying the same thing about Chase Young this year and vice versa. Obviously, with age and stuff, with, yeah. where they are picked, it would have been a little differently. But if they were in the exact opposite spots, I think it would have been the, the same thing. And to your point, to be fair, if Chase Young was a 49er and Nick Bosa was a football team player, I'd probably take Chase Young. Exactly. I just want to argue for my guy. I think both are Yeah, so really I'm good. going with Ty, and I'm taking both, actually. So, yeah, my team's a little bit better there. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to our last one. It's a lot, It's a running back one. Uh, was Nick okay. Chubb or Dalvin Cook? Two things these running backs have in common are they had severe knee injuries a couple years ago. But the difference is Dalvin Cook tore the ACL. Nick Chubb had less ligament damage. So I'm going with Nick Chubb because we've seen what, only four running backs ever start a season over 30 after tearing their ACL. Deuce McAllister, Jamal Lewis, Corey <laughs> Dillon, and AP. What right? the hell is that? Hey, so, why, are you, why are you looking that up? <laughs> What was, Frank no, Gordon, what was Frank Gordon injury in college? Just uh, I know he had a severe injury Being at gone. Miami. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Taylor. Because he had injury, he had injury concerns going into his NFL career, and like this is going to be a 17th season coming up. Frank Gore. Yeah, I don't know. Something he's, crazy like that. That's just that guy's just a rock. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally built like so. Sign him back, Skyler. So Skyler's taking Chubb. I'm gonna take. Geez, I I don't even really know on this one. Just for the sake of disagreeing with Skyler, I'll take Cook. Woo! A little yep. more electric. I think a little bit better receiver, even though Chubb did show yesterday. He's a very good, or not yesterday, two days ago. Very good receiver out of the backfield as well. Cook. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Cook. I don't really have I kind of want to do a tie here. These guys are both very, very good. And <laughs> if you put Dalvin Cook on the Browns, if you flip-flop them, they're both very good teams. So, I mean. I mean, no shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Close your eyes and imagine Dalvin Cook in a brown uniform. Okay. Wow. Up. Crazy. It's not. Kyle, you're up. Uh, I'm going with Nick Chubb. I think this is very close. Uh, I'm just signing with Chubb a little bit more. Better yards per carry this year. Uh, also, Chubb still reached a thousand yards despite missing like what seemed like a long time. I'm not sure the exact amount of games. I think it's 
maybe five or six. Yeah. But I mean, I think he's right there in the conversation with CMC and Derrick Henry. If he plays a full season, he is he's that good. And uh, for that reason, I'm picking Nick Chubb. All right. Uh, but not not no disrespect to Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin yeah. is like right there as well. I think all these guys on this list are amazing. Yeah. Granted, despite who I took up, all of them amazing players. All right, we're gonna close it out with our laps, bold predictions, and if we have a little bit of Super Bowl pick change with our recent weeks, but we'll go last week with our laps. We got them all wrong. I kind of didn't, didn't want to talk about this because it doesn't make us look good. Uh, but then again, these spreads are built for 50-50 uh matchups and so i mean us getting them all wrong what's that's good we kind of suck at the shot <laughs> so maybe next yeah. week we'll get them all right who knows uh we'll see oh well this week we got a little bit harder job because it's one in 16 yeah. and it's alex making a pick too that usually doesn't work out until we drops our record uh but first i'm taking the rams plus six and a half versus uh green bay i think it's gonna be a very close game we just saw another dunk miss. Montez <laughs> Harrell. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going with the Rams plus six and a half. Close game, but they're still going to lose. I'm going to – these games are so hard to pick from. I tried to stay within the NFL. I, I'm taking Buffalo, three-point favorites versus the Ravens. I think they'll cover Buffalo. Probably my – the team I'm rooting for during this playoffs, Bills Mafia. Shout out to them. So I'll, I'll roll with Buffalo versus the Ravens, even though I think this will be a close game. Hopefully more than three. I'm taking New Orleans minus three against Tampa Bay. They've done it twice already this year to make it three in a row. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you guys zoned out for a second. I'm taking Cleveland plus 10 against Kansas City. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than it's going to be. And dog pound, baby. <laughs> a lot closer the game than it's going to be. A lot closer hey, game than expected. Okay. There you go. Yeah, there there you go. go. I never bet against KC. Uh, we're going... Yeah, probably smart. Our, our bold, bold predictions. predictions. Yeah, last week Skyler got his right. Uh, I said Bills win by twenty plus. You Game were wrong. The... Yeah, it's bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> we did better on our bold prediction than we did our layup. So we went one for six this week in total. Uh, but yeah, I had Bills win by twenty plus. Didn't really work out too well. Skyler had Browns over Pittsburgh. Let's go. So congratulations to him. He got one right. Uh, we're going, to, and then Brett had Titans over Ravens. That didn't happen. King Henry got stuffed. Really didn't expect to happen at all. Uh, this week, I had a tough time choosing, so I went a little MLB. We saw one domino fall with Francisco Lindor, and then we saw another domino fall with Liam Hendricks. I think we're going to see a couple more dominoes fall with the slow-paced MLB free agency with JT Romito and Trevor Bauer. I think they're going to sign somewhere this week. I would love to see that. I think the MLB offseason needs a little more spice, but I'm going to take the Rams to beat the Packers this week at Lambeau. Love the Rams defense. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, that's a recipe to beat anyone. Hopefully they can get it done this week. I'm taking Baltimore over Buffalo. Baltimore D is going to take away Stephon Diggs, and Allen's going to be running for his life. I'm taking Steph Curry, dropping 40 points tonight. How is that bold? Oh, okay, tonight. tonight. Okay. Tonight, sorry. I, tonight. I thought this was for the week. So that's not even bold. Like he does that once a week. I feel like. Yeah, so no, you'll, you'll know. Like, I'm sorry, but Malcolm Brogdon's gonna lock him up. <laughs> well, Malcolm I don't know. He's on the Pacers. He's good. Malcolm Brogdon's. Uh, but yeah. So lastly, Super Bowl predictions. Uh, might have had your team lose. I doubt it because we pretty much all picked Kansas City and they didn't even play. I'm sticking with my prediction. What was your prediction again? Uh, KC over New Orleans. Uh, oh damn.
<laughs> oh no, it's Green Bay. Green yeah, Bay. I think oh. you had Green Bay. Because we were all different last week. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, oh, sorry, this is me. That's my bad. For this week, I, I'm sticking the same. I had Casey over New Orleans. New Orleans impressed me. Even though it wasn't, it wasn't the craziest win. They did what they had to do. Casey, don't see them losing. Casey over New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Last week, I had Kansas City over Tampa Bay. But after what I saw last week from Tampa Bay, I don't trust this offense against New Orleans. So... I got Kansas City over New Orleans as well. Um, my preseason prediction was Kansas City over Buc- no, Buccaneers over Kansas City. I'm going to keep it that way. Wait. I, Buccaneers over Bills. Yeah, I changed it oh, up. Well, I'm changing it up. I'm changing it up. Know yourself. Okay, he was afraid good. to be different. I, yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, they shouldn't say <laughs> Buffalo over Buffalo. Browns. That would have been a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the end of the episode. A little something new that I'm doing on Twitter as well. Because oh, yeah. I put up a poll for the... The MVP of the week, perhaps award going for the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week. Mitch Trubisky. Could be an award coming out every <laughs> week. We'll see how it goes on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I want Spidey. Yeah. Seriously. Hey, put your notifications on. Go vote on the poll. You know what to do. Hey, if you like the podcast. Like the podcast. Like the podcast. Like the podcast. I'm out of ten. Scott has no idea what we're doing <laughs> Shout out Nick Marks and Pam. And Pam, baby. Peace and love. Peace and love. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Go Jets.